Hi guys, welcome to Punting Losses. I'm your host, Harley, and this is an NBA Dynasty podcast focused on all things Dynasty. Hi guys, I'm going to split episode 7, this episode, into two sections. The first one is going to be some interesting picks inside the lottery. So these are going to be guys like uh, Anthony Black, Casey Wallace, um, Keontae George, who... Um, maybe he's in that top kind of section, but just someone I want to speak about. I haven't really mentioned him too much on the podcast as yet. And then a couple or a few lower down guys, Adam Bonner, Dalen Huchifino, and Leonard Miller. Just want to cover off some maybe players that aren't in that te- top echelon um, that everyone's looking at. I wanted to get some some well-rounded guys who potentially maybe don't have a top pick, but these guys maybe who you want to target or want to think about drafting, what their stats sets look like. And then for the second part of the podcast, I really want to go through some sophomore targets for next year. So these guys who are wrapping up their rookie season at the moment and potentially next year, um, hopefully these guys will improve. But these are guys, I think, who are either a little bit undervalued at the moment or are guys who I think you won't get them um, at any lower value than they are now. So not saying that they're going to dip or that are playing poorly at the moment. I'm just saying that these guys are going to be bigger and better next season. So if you want them in your team, I think you would be remiss to not send some trade offers through to try and snag one of these guys. So we'll start off with the guys who maybe are inside the lottery still. Some of these guys may be outside the lottery. But who I think are very solid picks, but they're not in that top echelon. The first guy I'm going to speak about, uh, Keontae George, is probably the link in my mock draft between the top echelon of guys and then the lower group below. So Keontae George, um, a guard. So if you're looking for a big, maybe he's not your guy. Um, And he does come through with pretty conventional guard stats with threes, um, good free throw percentage, decent points, solid assists, um, average rebounds and steals, um, and poor-ish field goal percentage blocks and turnovers. Now, they do run a fair bit of the ball through him, so um, that's a good prospect moving forward. I definitely think he's the um, a combo guard, so to speak. So he's not someone who's always running the point, but he's not always someone who's on the wing doing catch and shoots or just worried about scoring. He definitely can get his team involved, and he can also score. So great uh, combo guard here out of Baylor. Um, in terms of draft age, he will be uh, 19.6. So he will almost be 20, I guess, once he's drafted. So nothing to fret with in terms of draft age. In terms of some weaknesses, like I said, um, no huge glaring weaknesses. He does shoot the ball a lot. So his full goal percentage is going to be down. And he does turn over the ball a decent amount. It's not outlandish for a guard. Um, per game, averaging three turnovers and 38% from the field. So yeah, not, like I said, not huge turnovers, um, but the field goal percentage is a, a slight concern just with how much you're shooting. I think that just comes down to how Baylor plays a little bit as well. They do run a lot of the offense through Keontae George, um, which means that he's going to be the guy getting the turnovers, shooting the ball, maybe doesn't get great shots, Um and I think he started the season, I guess, a lot better than he than he's kind of rounding out at the moment as well. So but potentially getting a little bit tired here with a couple of back-to-back. Three from 10 games. Um, 
against Iowa State. So, yeah, I think if you're looking for someone to score points with um, good assists upside, this is your man. Um, decent free throw percentage as well, almost 80%, 79%. And um, three-point shooting is decent as well. 35% from three on three... Oh, how many attempts? Seven attempts per game, making 2.5. So, yeah, a decent guard, combo guard. So, someone definitely with assist upside. Um, and decent steals as well, 1.1 per game. Next guy here, um, another one of these link men, but I've got him a little bit further down than I've got Keonto George, is Anthony Black, um, who's a bit of a, a combo player, I guess. He can play um, shooting guard position, can play small forward. He's 6'7", so some diversity there in, in terms of where you can put him on the court. Um, draft age, he'll be 19.4 in the draft, so no concerns there. Definitely not extremely young, definitely not um, an older player coming into the league. So lots, lots of upside for growth there. In terms of his stat proficiencies, so Anthony Black, um, decent assists and steals guy, and these are kind of categories I like to see from rookies coming out of college. If you can pass the ball around in college and you're getting some good looks there, then I think that can potentially translate well to the NBA. And the same things with steals. So not one of the highest steals guys in college, but still really solid. Um, what is the average steals-wise? Uh, two steals per game. So that is quite good. Where you're, get, I guess, getting let down with Anthony Black is just his shooting. He's not um, an overly aggressive shooter. He averages 12.8 points per game. So he's by no means taking the, the brunt of the offensive load. I think having Nick Smith in um, Arkansas is, I guess, it takes the pressure off him a little bit. But he can definitely, definitely distribute the basketball, averaging 4.2 assists per game. And his rebounds aren't bad either, 5.1. So a, a pretty well-rounded stat set. There's nothing that stands out to me and says, okay, he's deficient in this area besides his scoring, which is really not that low. Um, blocks is maybe a little bit low, but for someone that's 6'7", I don't think you're going to be expecting him to get too many blocks, averaging 0.6 per game. Um, in terms of his percentages, sorry, 46% from the field, 31% from three on 2.6 attempts per game, so not a huge high um, volume three-point shooter. And then turnovers, 3.2 a game there. So there are some areas um, of slight concern, but I think with the spread you're getting with his rebounds, assists, steals, um, you're, you're getting, a, I guess, a, a good coverage in a few areas. And I think he's definitely someone who can elevate his game into the next level in the NBA. I don't see him being, um, a, a, I a team leader in terms of scoring, definitely. But he can be a great um, chain link in the chain, who's maybe a good connector for the team. And these guys are pretty valuable in the NBA. So I don't think there's going to be too much concern with how many minutes he's getting. And the next guy I've got here is Cason Wallace out of Kentucky. Um, draft age will be 19.6, so the same as Conte. Um, if there's one thing you need to remember about Cason Wallace is that he plays with Kentucky and is a guard. So he's... Uh, his projection for the NBA can be a little bit tricky. Um, historically, a lot of Kentucky guards are, aren't that highly touted, and they come into the NBA and absolutely smash it. So that's definitely 
definitely a possibility for Wallace. Um, it might just be how Kentucky play, but he doesn't seem to be getting much opportunity in terms of point scoring, um, only averaging 11.6. Um, and his, his percentages are decent. So 44% from the field, 35% from three on four attempts per game, and then 76% from the line on two attempts per game. So he's not getting to the line much. You'd like to see that come up a little bit. Um, but the, the percentage there is fine. I don't think any of those percentages are poor. Um, shooting a decent, healthy amount from three, I think. Um, in terms of his strengths, so like I said, coming out of Kentucky, you don't really know what you're going to get. But what you can rely on with Wallace is his defense. So averaging two steals per game on... Um, two, sorry, two steals per game and half a block per game. A half a block may not be massive, but... I don't know if you've seen any highlights from Wallace, but those blocks aren't just your casual, um, easy blocks. They're, they're chase downs, they're huge effort, the high intensity sort of plays where if I'm the coach seeing that, I'm thinking, wow, this guy's special and he cares. It's, it's a definitely a huge care factor for Wallace is his defense. And that's something that he prides himself on. Um, and that can take you a long way in the NBA. You just hope to see that the, the points can kind of come along once he reaches that next level. In terms of his other stats, so averaging three and a half rebounds per game, which is quite low. I don't think he's particularly being asked to chase down boards in Kentucky. Um, in terms of assists, decent. 4.2 assists per game. I wouldn't say that's massively high, but it's there's worse, I'll say, in, in, the, in this class. That's probably an area I'd like to see him raise as well, his assists and point scoring. Um, listed as a point guard, so you'd like to see his... Assists come up and really represent that position that he's playing. So yeah, that's Casey Wallace. Two things to remember from him um, coming out of Kentucky. So there's a bit of an asterisk on his stats and how um, complete and how much of a true indication they are for the NBA and then how amazing his defense is and how much effort he puts in. He's, he's, he is um, a true dog on, on defense. He's hustling the ball carrier, putting in effort. He wants to steal the ball. Um, doesn't mean he's always going to try to steal the ball, but his mentality is, I can steal this ball, and when the opportunity presents itself, I'm going to try with 100% effort. Okay, now for the guys who are probably down the other side of my projections, aren't quite as highly touted. Um, you won't see these guys at the top of Tankathon, that's for sure, but I think there's some real value in here, and this is kind of your, uh, I don't know, inside knowledge into some of these guys before everyone catches on that these are going to be legit prospects. So the first one I'm going to go through is Adam Bonner um, out of Turkey, and he's playing for UCLA. So big team. He will be 20 when he's drafted, plays center, 6'10", so not the biggest center going around, but his defense is phenomenal. He's averaging, what's he's averaging? 1.7 blocks and 0.6 steals on 23 minutes per game. So per 36, that's 2.7 blocks and 0.9 steals. So defensive-wise, um, amazing. His, his instincts are next level. He knows what he's doing. He knows what the offense is doing, which is probably more important than defense. And he knows what he has to do to try to stop them. Um, he is potentially the best big defender in this class, I'm, I'm calling it, <laughs> so far. Um, in terms of the other stats, like you'd expect for someone in this position, really strong from the field, 
at 67%. Doesn't shoot threes, so not someone you want to add to your team if you are desperate for threes. Um, but if you're punting threes, perfect. The other deficiency he has is his free throw percentage, um, shooting 2.5 per game on 59%. So if you're shooting threes and free throw percentage, bang, bang, this guy um, rockets up the big board. In terms of rebounds, 5.4 per game, assists 0.8, and then points, 7.8. So aside from his defense, the other plus or semi-plus for his game is his rebounding and his field goal percentage. Um, you're really not getting him into your team if you're if you're wanting assists or if you're particularly after points, unless you want those points to be highly efficient. Um, but as someone, I guess, who just watching him play, it's, it's clear to me that he knows how to play defense, and it's really exciting um, to see him come through, and I'll be waiting with bated breath on the first team that kind of take him um, and how high he goes. I think he's going to be a real sleeper in this draft. Um, next guy I've got down here is Jalen Hood Shafino out of Indiana. So he'll be exactly 20. Does that mean it's his birthday on draft day? That could mean his birthday on draft day. Exciting for him. Um, point guard, shooter guard, it's a bit of a combo guard. And he is 6'6". Um, I've, I've mentioned him before. And once again, shout out to No Ceilings, um, the draft guys over there doing podcasts and articles and all that good stuff, big boards, everything you need for the draft. You can go to No Ceilings. One of the resources I use to kind of vet these guys and get a first understanding of where they're going to go and what their their proficiencies and maybe deficiencies are. So Jalen Hood, Shafino, um, I think they were the first guys to fully realize him. And since then, Sankathon's put him in there, in, in their big board rankings. He wasn't in there beforehand. And I guess what's exciting about him is his scoring ability and his um, playmaking ability as well. So his... Field goal percentage, 42%. Okay, nothing amazing. Um, Three-point percentage, 36% on 3.3 attempts per game. So that's just okay, decent. Free throw percentage, uh, 77% on 2.5 attempts per game. So not really getting to line much, but isn't hurting you there either. And then his other stats, 4.1 assists. Sorry, 4.1 rebounds, 3.7 assists, 0.2 blocks, 0.8 steals, 2.8 2.8 turnovers and 13.6 points. So from that, nothing is really standing out. He just seems like a solid guy, um, but he is a lot more than that. And I think he has that X factor, I guess, um, to do a lot more than what those stats are kind of speaking. He can he can take over a game. Really smart scorer. Um, assists maybe aren't there. There are a few games you've had throughout the season Eight assists, seven assists, nine assists. Um, but for the most part, it's it's three or four. So he's not exactly showing the ball around a heap. But I think there's definitely room to grow there. And he's put, if he's put in the right system with the, the right responsibility and the players around him, I think those assists can, can rise for sure. In terms of his steals, averaging, like I said, 0.8. So I think probably where he comes into NBA, it's probably going to hang, hang around that level. Um Best case scenario, I think, for him is it comes up to one. In terms of his blocks, I don't see him improving blocks, really. It's just not really part of his game. So the 0.2 that he's got, I think that probably is going to be around for his his career, uh, maybe capping out at half a block 
uh, a game in one of his seasons. And then, like I said, his points. So you can kind of break out of the mold here, averaging 13.6. But I think in the NBA, he's kind of got that, that I don't know what it is, but he, that feeling about him I have is that he can score more. Um, and he's got the opportunity, I think, or if he's given the opportunity, sorry, I think he can probably average 18 points per game, 20 points per game, which is solid. I don't see him being a team leader, so to speak, in terms of scoring, ball handling, that sort of thing, but he can be a great um, third guy or second guy in a good team. And his stats, I think, can kind of come up to a level where it's going to be valuable for fantasy. I think the rebounds at the moment, 4.1, they can probably come up to 6. Assists are 3.7. I think they can come up to 5 or 6. Like I said, I don't think blocks are going to be a relevant part of his game. Steals maybe come up to 1. And then the points, I think, yeah, like I said, 18 to 20. So a decent sort of player here. Um, and you can get him real cheap at the moment. <laughs> like I said, um, I think Tangathon's got him 30. I can't remember where he's where he's ranked on other boards, but he's not being talked about and he can be a real head turner on draft night. If you pick him later on the draft, I wouldn't be taking him probably inside the lottery, maybe just outside the lottery and you're taking him on the upside that he can become a, a decent scorer. You can pass the ball around a little bit as well. A good combo guard. All right. Last guy here in terms of the guys outside the lottery or just inside the lottery is Leonard Miller from the G League. Plays small forward, um, 610 will be 19 and a half on draft night. Um, so I think two big parts to his game are his rebounding and his scoring. Averaging 9.7 rebounds per game on 29 minutes. So per 36, that's 12 pretty much, 11.9. So huge rebounder for a small forward. And I think he's definitely got that tenacity, that will to just want to get rebounds. Feasts on the boards, so to speak. Um, his other big stat here were his point scoring, averaging 16.7, um, which equates out per 36 to 20. So a decent scorer. And I think that's going to be the other aspect to his game besides his rebounds that you're drafting him for, is that upside scoring. Because his other stats, uh, assists averaging 1.5, blocks 0.7, steals 1, decent. And turnovers too. His other stats, counting stats, I mean, aren't that flash hot. Besides his rebounds and points, you're not going to draft him for his assists, 1.5. And I don't think that's part of his game. He's a, a play finisher, not necessarily a play starter. Maybe he can be a link man, but I don't know if that's going to give him more assists. It'll just make him more valuable in the offense. In terms of blocks, 0.7, so per 36, 0.8. I think he can get that up to maybe 1. It's just going to be up to, the, I guess, the system he's in and how much they need that play or need that in him. And he steals at 1 at the moment, 1.2 per 36. I think that's that can come up a little bit as well to 1.5. Maybe 1.8, 1.7. And that's okay as well. I think if you can get someone averaging more than one, one steal per game from the draft, you're happy. And I think... If he's given minutes, Leonard Miller can be that guy. At the moment, Tankathon, where is he, Tankathon? 26th. Um, he could be better than that. Watching him in the All-Star game, I know it's not the best scenario for him, but he did, he did quite well. I think the, the, the struggle for him will be his three-point shooting. So at the moment, averaging, um, well, shooting 29% from three 
on 2.5 attempts per game. So if you're wanting him to be a three-point contributor, you're not going to get that. And that kind of means that his field goal percentage um, is a lot better. He's not shooting threes. So at the moment, it's 5.3 from the field, which is great on 12.5 attempts per game. So definitely net positive there. Um, His line, 2.1 attempts for 79%. So really good from the line as well. Just, I think, a solid all-round guy um, for Leonard Miller. The only real downside, like I said, is his assist numbers not being that great and his three-point shooting. But outside of that, great from the line, which may be a better tell for how good his three-point shooting is going to be in the NBA. There's a a few scouts and a few people in the industry, um, just in Dynasty as well, who kind of feel like you're free-throw shooting is a better projection of your shooting prowess than your three-point shooting. Um, So that means if you shoot from the line really well, historically that means that your three-point shooting can be decent, even if maybe in college or in G League it's not that flash hot. So definitely still hope for him in terms of his threes. Um, But for now, you're getting a solid player anyway with his rebounds, points, full goal percentage, steals, and the shooting percentage from the line as well. So really good. I like Leonard Miller. I don't know how high I would take him, but 26th on Tagathon is too low. I'd be taking him higher than that, potentially just on the back end of the lottery or just on the outside lottery. Um, so for my main league, um, there's 12 guys in that. So I'd be taking him around 12th, maybe a little bit after 12th, just on that turn and just banking on that upside because he can definitely score Loves chasing rebounds and a great um, percentage guy as well if you're not worried about threes. And that wraps up, I think, the the rookies. Now on to the current stock of rookies going into their sophomore season next year. A few of the guys I'd be targeting to try and snag in this offseason or maybe if you can trade during finals. Um, but guys, maybe you have to wait till draft night to try and get these guys depending on what your league setup's like. But without further ado, uh, I'll go through the names first and then kind of explain each one and what I'm thinking. So I'm going to go through Jalen Williams, Jalen Duran, Dyson Daniels, Jabari Smith Jr., Mark Williams, and Jaden Ivey. So some of those guys had uh, decent rookie seasons, especially Jalen Williams. Lucky enough to get him in my main team. Pretty happy. Um, I think his, his steals... I wasn't expecting that to be so proficient. Uh, and then his uh, percentages as well from from the field and from the line are really quite positive. So he's not the kind of player, well, he wasn't, I guess, through, through most of the season. It depends what happens, I guess, coming up. But he wasn't the kind of star player where you're getting 30 points, dominating the game like a Boncaro was. He's a lot more subtle in what he does for fantasy. His, his stat set is a lot wider, I'd say, than Boncaro. So with his steals, assists, rebounds, um, okay threes, good percentages, you're getting a quite a good spread there on a fair few categories that are net positive. And there's no real one besides maybe his steals where it's uh, amazing. So someone there who may be, may be undervalued in your league in terms of what you would trade to get him, I don't know. Um, don't ask me. It depends completely on your team, your league, and there's so many other factors going into this. Are you punting? Are you, are you punting steals? In which case, maybe he's not available to you. Are you punting um, rebounds? It, it, it 
completely depends on what the makeup of your team and how your league looks for these guys. Um, the next one, Jalen Duran. So I think at Detroit, there's a lot of young guys in there taking minutes away from each other, which is good and bad. Good because it means some of the guys who maybe aren't getting minutes at the moment, you can pick them up for cheap with the thought that they'll be getting minutes or a lot more minutes later on. And I think uh, Jalen Duran could be one of those guys. Great blocks guy, um, really good field goal percentage and decent rebounds as well. And I think he can probably score more going forward as well. He's kind of got that upside in his game and he's just so young. I think one of the key factors for for being successful in dynasties is picking up young guys. <laughs> probably not breaking anyone's um, mind with that comment, but Having the youngest guy in the league in your team maybe isn't something you should be chasing after, just as like a status symbol, but it kind of means something with Durin because he's doing so well at such a young age. If he continues to develop his scoring, um, if he gets better at rebounds, get better at blocks, there's a lot more upside there to unpack, and he's not really been given a season's worth of opportunity down there with just how many players have got. So here's someone I'll be looking at as well. Dyson Daniels is another one. So... I was real hot on him in the draft. Um, when he went to Pelicans, I thought, yep, that's decent. That's great. They've got like a um, Alonzo Ball replacement who's sort of that sort of same player. But he just hasn't been utilized like that way in this season. Hasn't been given much opportunity at all. And he's someone that I'd be chasing up um, in all leagues just to see what the price is on him. And potentially it wouldn't be that much. I think the... The season he's had has been a little bit of a roller coaster. He was giving some opportunity maybe mid-season and earlier on, and now it's sort of, sort of dried up a little bit, which is interesting because they've had a few guys out with Zion and Ingram. Um, but he's definitely someone I think can do really well, specifically for Dynasty. He's got a great stat set in terms of his defense and his playmaking, um, and there's a lot there that's that you can build your team around or be a great piece in your team. So... I think he's probably someone you should really target. Next, Jabari Smith Jr. Um, hasn't had the greatest of seasons being such. I think there was, in this draft, there was three main guys to look at. Boncaro, Holmgren, or Holmgren, and Jabari Smith Jr. And if you got any of those three, you'd be happy. Turns out, if you got one of those three, you'd be happy, and it had to be Boncaro. Um, if you draft the chair, I don't think you should be particularly unhappy, because I think he still projects out to be really Really, really good. But Jamari, Jabari Smith, maybe you've sat on a little bit. And maybe the owner who drafted him has sat on him a little bit as well. I think he's just in a situation in Houston where it's not it's not set out for him to succeed. I think it's set out for the guards to succeed. And outside of um, Shangoon, you're struggling to find your place in that team each night, each um, play, so to speak. So I think it's been just tough for him to try and get his shot. The guards aren't necessarily looking for him on every play, and I think he sort of needed that this season to get his confidence up, to get his shooting down pat, and to really work things out, and it just hasn't happened for him. But I still believe in him long-term. Great shooter, and he's a really good rim defender as well. So he's a prospect that I would still have top three in the draft long-term, but it just hasn't been his season. And I think potentially there's a lot more in Houston that's going to happen 
that may, I guess, favor him in terms of where guys goes, where guys go, who gets re-signed, who maybe changes their position in the pecking order next season as they kind of add another uh, blue chip prospect to their system. All right, two more in here. Mark Williams from Charlotte. Um, another one of the guys I had high hopes on this season. Great rim defender or rim protector. Um, can get good rebounds, great field goal percentage. Um, the only, I guess, question mark was how much is he going to score. And it turns out the question mark was how much he's going to play. So Charlotte, I don't know. They, they seem to have a position for him. They seem to have a hole that was Mark Williams sized and they decided not to use him. Which is interesting because I haven't really been competitive this year. And I think it would have been a great opportunity for them to show Mark Williams, this is what the NBA is like. This is what we're expecting of you day, night in, night out. And they just haven't given him that that level of trust. I think maybe that is down to the coaching staff not, not trusting him um, because it seemed to be like the opportunity was there. So I think next year maybe his year. If he doesn't show next year, I think maybe back off, call on him a little bit, see if he gets moved, see if someone else gets moved. But I think the opportunities, sorry, I keep saying opportunity. The opportunity is there for him to, to, to make a position for him in that team. He just needs to make it his own and really dominate in the minutes that he's getting. And I think per minute he is. So I'm not sure what the issue is in Charlotte with, with them limiting him so much. All right. Last guy in here that I'll speak about today is Jaden Ivey out of Detroit who has been a revelation for me this season in terms of his assists. I didn't think he had that in him. And it's been really promising to see him um, grow that part of his game, averaging 4.9 for the season. And I just didn't think he was going to have that high number in his first season. I thought maybe he'd be lucky to hit like two and a half or three assists. Now, he isn't playing with Cade at the moment with Cade's injury, but I still, I didn't think he'd be having that high number. Um, Do I think this is going to continue for next year? Yeah, I think it can. And I think his other stats, his, his other counting stats at least, and his percentages are all going to increase um, dramatically, uh, dramatically dramatically next year. Drastically next year. His points, um, 15.4. I think that can probably come up at least two points. So 17, 18, 19, somewhere around that range. In terms of his threes, I think that might stay healthy around 1.4 like it was this year. Maybe two, two and a half. Rebounds, I think with the emergence of some of the bigs around him, I don't see a huge growth through these rebounds. I know how, how athletic he is. Um, I just don't think that's something that's going to be a huge part of his game moving forward. So I think 3.9 this season, great foundation going forward for rebounds. Uh, where does that leave him in his peak? I think maybe five or six rebounds is pretty good. Um, and I think I'd be happy with him with Ivy. His assists, where can this go now? I think with Cade back next year, um, first reaction is to drop these assists down a little bit. But I think with them two playing together, there is room for his assists to grow still. How high? I'm not sure. Maybe six assists per game, five and a half around that level. It will be interesting to see how much of a negative impact Cade might have on his assist level with the balls coming through Cade all the time. But then also there's other question marks with um, who they pick in this draft. If they, if they get Scoot Henderson, what's that going to mean? If I was them, I would probably still take Scoot and then work things out later on. Potentially, you trade the pick for something else of value. I'm not sure. It, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would probably take Scoot and just work things out with the team. So there are definite question marks with Ivy in terms of 
that if they take Scoot. Um, but for me, I think his growth as a player this year has kind of really set a, a great foundation for what he can be going forward. And I'd be trying, not necessarily to move mountains to get uh, to get Jaden Ivy, but I'd be trying to see what the, the value is there. And so, yeah, I think Ivy's really strong. Um, and I think he can grow a lot looking forward to what he can do in the league. All right, that's it for today, guys. Hopefully you learned something. And I will we'll speak to you guys later. Thank you.